Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Magic Round 2021, all done and dusted. What a fantastic weekend it was. There was a lot of controversy involved with uh, referee decisions and what the NRL was trying to do this weekend. And we will touch on that uh, later in the week, if not this afternoon. We'll also have our full uh, Magic Round review coming this afternoon. So stay tuned for that. Going to go in-depth on each and every game. A big chat there. Uh, But today, I'm going to go through my top five moments uh, from Magic Round. It was really hard. I have a list of about ten things here. uh, And unfortunately, only five of them could make it. Uh, some notable ones that missed out. Adam Dwayne and the Tigers on the weekend. I thought they were unreal. Gave them a big rap uh, on my Instagram page. You all know I've been quite critical of them for a long time. Been quite critical of uh, Dwayne as well. And, you know, even me, I've been saying for a long time, I think he's a better centre than he is a 5'8". I think in a lot of other teams, he wouldn't be a 5'8". But even the form that he showed over the last few weeks, there's not a hope in hell I would have moved him out of 5'8 in this West Tigers team. It was a big, big gamble by Michael Maguire and it did pay off. We'll touch on that later in the week, though. Uh, another guy that missed out was Tom Trevojevic. I thought he was unreal for the Manly Seagulls, scoring three tries there. He was unbelievable. Uh, Benji Marshall, some of the passes and plays that he pulled off. Cody Walker as well. It's Magic Round and these two, two absolute magicians. I thought James Tedesco, he had a couple of big moments in his game as well. Um, the young Arthur boy scoring for the Parramatta Eels on debut last try of the day would have been sensational. A uh, sensational feeling for him and for Dad. So, there's some of just the notable ones that did miss out. There's a number of others that missed out as well. But these were my top five moments from Magic Round 2021. A sensational weekend it was. Well done to the NRL. They've, they've nailed a lot of this. There was a couple of things they were hit and miss on. I was very surprised that they brought in all these new decisions and these new interpretations of the rule on this weekend when all the eyes were on our screen. I thought that was a very interesting timing. Nonetheless, I understand what they're doing. Uh, I think it could have been executed better, though, and we'll talk about it later in the week. But here comes number five on my list, my top five moments from Magic Round 2021. 
number five. Number five for me was Regan Campbell-Gillard scoring two tries yesterday for the Parramatta Eels. Now, Regan Campbell-Gillard, he's only scored 11 tries in his entire career. That's 144 first-grade games. Yesterday was his 145th game. He scored two tries in about two minutes. It was simply incredible. It certainly was magic ground. When you have a look to Regan Campbell-Gillard's career, I mean, 144 games, 11 tries. Amazingly, he's never actually got through a season without scoring a try. Uh, In 2015, his debut season, played 24 games, scored one try. 2016, played 20 games, scored two tries. 2017, played 26 games, scored three tries. 2018, 21 games, scored two tries. Then in 2019 and 2020, he played 23 and 21 games respectively and came up with two meaties in uh, one meaty in each of those seasons. Uh, And then 2021, He's already scored one this year, and he scored two yesterday. Simply incredible. A guy that doesn't score many tries in the NRL, and for him to score two in two minutes, it really was incredible. After, of course, Nathan Brown had crashed over as well. So it really was uh, the big boy season, as as Uncle Roasty says all the time. Big boy season. It was flying up there at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Just great to see a guy like Regan Campbell-Gillard. He's quite often copped a bit of stick here and there. I think he's a bit of a misunderstood character. He's bounced around, uh, you know, two clubs now. He's, you know, he's gone up and he's played origin. Uh, He's played for the Kangaroos and people have sort of always questioned his spot, but the last two years, he really has been fantastic for the Parramatta Eels. He's done really well over there. Didn't leave Penrith on great terms uh, by the sounds of it. But, you know, it was always rumours coming out that he was such an unusual character, but he seems to have fitted really well at Parramatta, and he's doing fantastic things, and really good reward yesterday. You could see how excited he was after his second try. Big moustache and all. Sensational to see. So number five for me was Regan Campbell-Gillard scoring two tries in two minutes for the Parramatta Eels during Magic Round. Simply unheard of. Number four. Number four for me, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a surprise here. I think I don't think many people would have predicted me to have this one in there. But for me, it was the Canberra Raiders victory. Now this is a side that I've had really high hopes for for season twenty twenty one. And look, they have been struggling the last few months. It has just been awful down there. Everything that could have gone wrong has essentially gone wrong for the Canberra Raiders. And there's whispers from the inside. You got Johnny Bateman talking over there from England. You got George Williams that apparently wants to go home. You've got wives bicker on Instagram. It is just complete and utter carnage and this is a situation that in my opinion I don't think Ricky Shield has dealt with before I don't think a lot of the guys in that system have dealt with before and it's been so good for so long and it's been built built off just effort built on effort built on effort with the Canberra Raiders they've never had the most skillful players in the world I mean Jack Wyden he's been their best player the last two years he's a guy that's swapped position and is just grit he has just got a fantastic running game he was a guy that used to kick the ball out on the full three times a game throw passes out on the full all the time it was awful to watch when it starts and they just worked away at it chipped away at it and they've become the team that they are today there's been guys that have left you've had Johnny Bateman leave you've had Aiden Caesar leave from the first you've had a number of guys that have left guys have come in and they've all become better footballers and for me watching the Canberra Raiders you know I said last week it was a must win game they got done by the Knights and this was an absolute must win red hot favorites and once again a lot of things went against the Canberra Raiders and the thing that I loved about this and I'll talk about it more later in the week but as I said the Raiders have always been a gritty team they've always been a team that 
even like if they were to have someone sin bin, you'd probably back them in to defend with 12 on the field. That's just the sort of team the Camp Raiders have been. And there was a moment on the weekend where they had 11 guys in the field. They had 11 guys in the field for about three minutes. Now, that would have zapped an absolute heap out of them. And there was a moment in that game where they all would have looked at each other and gone, this is it. Are we doing this or not? And they, they really did put up. I was so impressed. With 12 players on the field, they managed to score two tries in the last 10 minutes. And I, I just thought it was incredible. I thought the Curtis Scott try, that was fantastic. Sebastian Chris then scored. Georgie Williams knocked them both over. It was just sensational to see. And this is without... Josh Papali on the field for the last 20 minutes, who has been by far and away their best forward for a long time. He was their best forward on the field that day. He was their best forward on the field last week after being dropped a couple of weeks ago. I just thought this was such a courageous effort from this team. And I had a lot of people that commented on my page, oh, they should have smashed some who cares shit performance. But, mate, sometimes these are the ugly wins that you need. Sometimes these ugly wins, they can turn into something. And I'm really hoping this is a turning point for the Canberra Raiders because they desperately need to change what's going on there at the moment. And I, I really do hope this is a turning point. I think I thought it was sensational to see the old Canberra Raiders, the old gritty Canberra Raiders. Like, based on the last month, if you would have told me with 25 minutes to go, the Canberra Raiders would be behind, Jack White would get sin-binned, and then Josh Papali would get sent off with 20 minutes to go. I would give them absolutely no hope of winning a game of football, whether they were playing the Bulldogs or my fucking Oztag side. And for them to stand up and win that game, I thought it was incredibly impressive from the Canberra Raiders. Um, and it's just that grit they've been built on. Was it the best game? No. Did they play fantastically? No. But they won, and that's all they had to do. These ugly wins, now they can look at each other this week. Now, now they have something to build from. I think it's going to be really interesting how the Canberra Raiders respond to this. I thought that everything went against them and they did a really good job to hang in this contest and get it done under terrible circumstances. Hopefully it's a turning point for these Canberra Raiders. Number three. Number three for me from Magic Round uh, was a moment from the Roosters and the Cowboys game. And look, it's not a moment that decided this game. It's not a moment that overly mattered in the back end of the game. Uh, the Roosters sort of cruised home by the end of the game, were all over the Cowboys. But it was a moment for me that really stood out. It was a moment that I really enjoyed. And it came in the ninth minute of the Roosters v Cowboys. It was Sam Walker scoring a brilliant try. Uh, he takes the ball to the line about the 20-meter line. He hits Victor Radley on his inside. He then looms up on the left hand side of Victorelli, he hits and spins on the fullback and he hits Sammy Walker and he dives over and scores and a sensational moment and the thing that stood out for me obviously is the location, Suncourt Stadium in Brisbane, this is the place that Sam Walker would have grown up thinking I'm going to be the halfback, I'm going to own this stadium in the Brisbane Broncos jersey that his father played in as well and it obviously hasn't gone to plan, the Broncos uh, they didn't fight hard enough to keep him there from what I've gathered he's ended up down in Bondi at the Roosters and I think for Sam Walker a really brilliant moment. Look, he's obviously had his debut and stuff. We saw all the family get flown down there uh, at the SCG to watch his debut and see a lot of his games there, which has been awesome. We've seen him stand up on Anzac Day, which was fantastic. Probably the biggest game that he's played in so far, Anzac Day. But for me, when I think back to Anzac Day, I mean... Is that the SCG? You know, the crowd, they're not really on top of you at the SCG. It's it, its a little bit different there. If, if you've been to watch a rugby league game there, you'll understand the difference. It wasn't um, as packed as what our Anzac Day games normally, or they always have been like at the SFS where everyone's on top of you. It's just a crazy atmosphere. So for me, I think this one was massive for Sam Walker. Um, a huge crowd there up in Brisbane. Everyone very excited. Everyone, you know, obviously everyone in Queensland is supporting the Cowboys over the Roosters as well. And I just thought it was a brilliant moment for the kid. I thought the play was sensational. I just thought 
the raw excitement when he scored that try. And he's an extremely humble kid. He's an extremely down-to-earth humble kid. And thank God he is, or it could have been a serious Barney Rubble for him. But he has been doing such a sensational job. He's kept such a level head. The Roosters have done such a brilliant job with this kid. And for the first time, you just saw a little bit of excitement out of him. And I thought it was great to see that little cheeky grin. He sort of wanted to jump up and down and throw the ball around, but he didn't. He controlled himself. He composed himself. He knew that the moment was still to come. When he scored his first try against the Sharks a few weeks ago, I said the same thing. Like, a lot of teenagers, they score their first try, the big celebration. And there's nothing wrong with that. But... This kid, he's just got an old head on his shoulders, yeah? He just, he understands the moment. He understands how to control himself, how to hold himself as a halfback. And I think it says a lot about him. And as I said, you know, we, we all saw them come down for the debut. We saw the family down there watching the debut at the SCG and Anzac Day and whatnot. But this isn't the first time that he would have probably had, you know, 100 old mates at Suncorp Stadium watching him play. As I said, the place that he would have grown up looking at going, this will be my mecca. This will be my stadium that I carved my career out in a Broncos jersey. And I just thought it was sensational for him to come back home and own that moment. He had a couple of moments later in the game that uh, he'd probably rather forget about. There was a moment where Valentine Holmes ran over him like he was a witch's hat. But this moment, I just thought it was unreal to see the blonde curly hair, the big smile, still trying to compose himself, still trying to control himself. The last thing he wants is for anyone to call him arrogant or anything like that. We've seen a lot of superstars come through. The bloke that I spoke to at the start of the year, Jackson Hastings, very similar situation, arriving at the Sydney Roosters, star-studded club with a young superstar. He's got to be very careful how his optics look, and I have no doubt he's well aware of it. I have no doubt that every time he scores a try, every time he has a big moment, he is well aware that he's being watched all the time and people are waiting for him to screw up or waiting for him to carry on. And this, I, I just love the, the way that this kid carries himself. I was the biggest person to say, don't hype this kid up. And I went out of my way not to hype him up. There's no doubt about it. The, the hype was real. And I am just shocked at how well this kid handles himself. It honestly is unbelievable. If you don't, if you don't have much contact with young kids now, I mean, I just, I don't think they are anywhere near equipped to deal with what he has dealt with, and he has just done it so well. And it really is a credit to the Roosters and their system, and Trent Robinson and everyone over there at Bondi Junction. This kid, he is going to be an absolute superstar. And this was one of my favourite moments of the weekend. Sam Walker at Suncorp Stadium scoring a try. It should have been in a different jersey for his entire career. It looks like it's going to be at the Roosters. I don't see him leaving there anytime soon. It is just an incredible moment for the kid and I know it's one that would have meant a lot to him. You could see it on his face as much as he tried to control himself. What under Sammy Walker, it's a brilliant start to his career and he just ticked another box off in his career. Sensational to see. Number two. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Coming in at number two from me from Magic Round 2021, it comes from the Melbourne Storm game, and it was a guy that I've just been so impressed with for so long. And I said on my Instagram post tonight that Nico Hines, the man we're talking about, he's probably the fifth 
best fullback the Melbourne Storm have had in the last seven years. I mean, you have a look at the talent that's been down there in the one jersey, starting with Billy Slater. Uh, you then had Jerome Hughes. You had Cameron Munster. These guys that also played fullback there. You had Scotty Drinkwater that came through that system. You now got Ryan Pappenhausen, who's a premiership winner and a Clive Churchill medalist. I mean, the amount of talent that this team has had at fullback has been unbelievable. you got a guy like Josh Adokar there as well who said, you know, he, he, he reckons that he could jump in and play fullback. And I have no doubt that the Fox would be a talented one. I probably think he's a better winger, but I have no doubt he'd be another good fullback. So the depth they've got, it has just been unbelievable. And this guy, he is just another one that keeps on producing. And you remember that during the offseason, we said, look, Nico Hines... If you're a club that needs a fullback, this is the guy you've got to sign and you've got to pay overs for him now. And we said you have to pay overs for him because at some point during this season, he's going to knock, he's going to get an opportunity, whether it's origin, whether it's an injury, whatever it is, he's going to get an opportunity at some point to come into this team and show you what he's worth. And the reason why I said you have to pay overs for him during the offseason is because I knew that once he got this jersey, the overs you were going to pay for him, it was going to be absolutely kiddies for what you were going to have to pay to him after he has an opportunity to show what he can do. And you saw what he can do over the last few weeks, stepping in for Ryan Pappenhausen. He has been unbelievable. Now, yesterday, Cameron Munster wasn't there. Harry Grant wasn't there. Ryan Pappenhausen was there for the first 20 minutes, and then he was Gornski. And this guy, he stepped up and delivered unbelievably. Jerome Hughes was great, don't get me wrong, but Nico Hines, this is the sort of footballer that we've been talking about him being for a long time. And I've had a lot of people message me over the last few months saying, oh, he's overrated, he's not as good. Uh, If he was that good, they would have used him in the grand final. Look, you don't understand how good this kid is, and he is just scratching the surface. I honestly think he's got that much ability. It's not even funny, and... He's another one that's come through the Sunshine Coast Falcon system. We watched him down there. We watched him with Harry Grant. We've been watching him for years. He was at the Manly Seagulls. He got brushed there. He he, he did a thing with Matty Johns the other day. If you haven't listened to that, I highly advise you go and watch it. His story is simply unbelievable. And he's one of those guys that he, he talks about that when he first went down in the Melbourne Storm, and just from doing their, I think it was just from doing their army camp. And Craig Bellamy, you know, you, when I spoke to Branko Lee, he sort of said, you know, Craig Bellamy can know more about you in three days of army camp than he can three days of coaching you. It's just the reality of the situation and the read that Craig Bellamy's got. And I'm pretty sure Hines said that he got back from training camp and Bellamy essentially said, we have to sign this guy. Um, I, I He hadn't even seen him play football yet and he didn't need to. He just knew the ticker that he had. And the sort of bloke he was from this army camp, and he knew he had to sign Hines up, and he's done that. I don't think he's going to be there next year. I hope he is. I hope for the sake of his career he is, but he's going to be offered a lot of money to go somewhere else. And I'll tell you what, whoever signs him, they're going to wish they signed him in the preseason instead of right now because you're going to be paying a huge, huge amount of money now. This guy's an absolute superstar. To be able to do that without Cam Munster, without Harry Grant. They're probably the two best players in their position in the game. And then to lose Ryan Pappenhausen, who's arguably the best player in his position, um, if not the best, he's definitely a top three or four on his day. On his best day, he definitely is the best. And, I mean, based on what we saw in the first 20 minutes of that game, he threw an absolute pearl of a ball when he was knocked out. I mean, for Nico Hines to step up and do that in that game, I thought it was unreal. And this is the first game in first grade that I've watched Nico Hines and I've thought, yep, 
the pennies dropped here. He's worked out that he can dominate whatever level of rugby league he wants to play at. I think he's turned the corner. I think you're going to see very, very special things out of this guy for a long time. We've been saying it for months and months and months. This system, they are unbelievable. And this kid, this bloke, he is going to be the next star. I can't wait to see where he lands. I really hope he lands in the right system. I mean, there's only a handful of fullbacks in this competition that are owned by teams that I think they shouldn't be looking at this guy because he's got so much ability. It is just endless. He's not going to make a career at the Melbourne Storm. You're either going to have to play him at six or at fullback. He's not going to make it at the Melbourne Storm with Cameron Munster and Ryan Pappenhausen. They've got a mortgage on their jerseys. But gee whiz, his manager, his phone should be blowing up tonight and it should be blowing up for the next few months. Kid's an absolute superstar. I love to see him stand up in Magic Ground and really deliver for the Melbourne Storm, missing a number of troops. Number one. Well, no prizes for guessing which moment came in at number one for me. And as you would all know, the Rugby League Guru originally started as the Super Coach Guru. Uh, that was my well, that was originally what this page is about. I was going to say it was my passion. That's not really true. Rugby League's always been my passion. Super Coach, I do absolutely love, though, as you all know. And to see the record broken last night, I just thought that was unbelievable. Call it recency bias if you want, but I don't know how this moment couldn't be number one. Nathan Cleary, with a performance for the ages against the Gold Coast Titans in Magic Crown, it was the perfect way to finish the weekend and we'll touch on it more during the week but this week if you didn't have Nathan Cleary as your captain you are in some serious Barney rubble the score that he put up simply unbelievable I'm not sure if we will ever see that score be broken and look Obviously, this season, and me and the Whisperer have spoken about a lot. I'm pretty sure we said the other day that the you know the record it simply just has to go at some point this year. And in the fashion that it went, I must say I'm shocked. I thought it would still be pretty close. I thought that it might be edged out by a couple of points here or there. And Nathan Cleary, he has absolutely blown it out of the park. I believe the old record was held by Cody Walker, 203 points. Cody Walker. 246 points. He's beaten it by 40-odd points, which is unbelievable. And, you know, I I had two posts ready to go. I had a post saying Nathan Cleary has potentially broken the record or Nathan Cleary has broken the record. And with a minute to go, he crashes over to score his third try of the game to put it beyond doubt. And you know which post I went for. Uh, I went pretty big on social media, which was sensational to see. So good to see a guy like Nathan Cleary deliver like that. 246 points. Simply unbelievable. The Penrith Panthers won 48-12. to The next three best on the Penrith Panthers were Dylan Edwards, James Fisher-Harris, Liam Martin. They combined for a grand total of 249. Unbelievable. They The, the next best three Supercoach players combined beat Nathan Cleary by three points. Three tries, eight from eight goals, a couple of tries. There was a ball that he threw to the right winger, Staines, that... It was unbelievable. That's one of the better pills you will see thrown. And the other thing about Cleary tonight, he wasn't afraid to roll his sleeves up. 19 runs, 173 metres. He had four line breaks, two line break assists, two try assists, nine tackle breaks. He was just everywhere. Another 19 tackles, only one missed tackle. He was sensational. Two forced dropouts. He was just everywhere, Cleary. And he set the intentions very early, and straight away, anyone that knew Supercoach, you knew straight away, Jesus, we are in proper record territory here. He scored two tries in the first 15 minutes or something. It was unbelievable, and you just knew you just knew you were watching something really special. I think it was the 11th minute he scored his second try. I think he was already on like 70 or 80 points. Uh, laid on another try 
a few minutes later, and it was it was just on. Sent one to James Fisher Harris, which I believe he got a try assist for. Interesting to see if he holds that. Even if he doesn't, still going to smash the record by twenty odd points. And you know, I, it, it's not going to be very often. Like the the only guys that I think can break that are probably Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, he's got the goal kicking advantage as well. Like that is massive. You think about the amount of points. Like Cleary kicked what eight goals. That's Eight times four, you know, that is a big whack of points. What is it, 32 points? That's a big game. Like, that's the record there. If you take away those 32 points, all of a sudden we're relying on updates. So I, I think it's going to be very hard for someone to beat that record without goal kicking. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, I mean, we saw him score, what, five tries earlier in the year with goal kicking? Uh, still didn't get the record. Still, you know, still fell short by 50 of what Nathan Cleary did yesterday. So I'm not sure if we ever will see that record broken, to be perfectly honest with you. And, you know, Supercoach aside, as as good as it was, personally, in the first half an hour or so, I actually didn't think the Penrith Panthers were all that good. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, I know that'll be controversial. I think Nathan Cleary, he really did carry them for the first half an hour or so. And that's the sort of footballer he is. And you can sit there, you can bitch and whine, you can tell me, oh, it's not finals footy, he's going to choke, blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. Yeah, you're well entitled to have that opinion. That's completely fine. And I'm not going to tell you wrong. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you wrong. I'm still tipping the Melbourne Storm to win this grand final, but Nathan Cleary, I mean, the longer you doubt him, I'm telling you, the sooner he's going to prove you wrong, because this guy, he is destined to be an absolute superstar in our game. He is destined to be a winner, and being a winner is where you really separate yourself, and I know Nathan Cleary, he is not far away from it. If it's not this year, it will be next year. This guy, he will win a premiership within the next three years. I am so confident of it. He is just playing with an older head on his shoulders at the moment. He's got so much more to learn, so much more experiences to gain. It is just scary the ceiling on this guy. I mean, we've seen some all-time great sevens come through, and whilst he hasn't lifted a trophy or one in origin, I just I don't think we've seen someone hold as much responsibility as he does right now at the age he's at. I just think it's incredible to think that he had James Maloney with him. James Maloney left and Nathan Cleary has just stepped into being the footballer he is. It is unbelievable. Keep keep calling him a choker. Keep saying he doesn't like the big stages. That's fine. He's young. It's a matter of time until he starts to own the big stages. You can tell he's warming up to it. And if you can't see it, I'm sorry. You've got your eyes painted on. But that was my number one moment of Magic Round. Sensational to see Nathan Cleary deliver that. Sensational. The last game of Magic Round where it's all been doom and gloom and it's all been negative about referees. Sensational to see a record broken and a guy like him scored the last try. I quite often joke with my mates into the whisperer. I call him the junk time king because he always tends to score a lot of super coach points in the last 15 minutes and normally the last 15 minutes is when the Penrith Panthers are up by 30 or 40 and the game's irrelevant I call him the junk time king it's a big thing in like NFL football Nathan Cleary he's always been it for me and of course 79th minute, game's over. He's already scored two tries. He's right on the cusp of making the Supercoach record, and he just blows it out of the park with a sensational individual try. I loved one of his other tries as well that he scored. He actually played the ball, and he got the ball back. You do not see that very often. I believe it was an old Jack Gibson thing that... If the man that played the ball scored the try, you know, the team owed him a keg of beer. It's an old rugby league thing because you don't see it very much in the modern game. And even the way that Nathan Cleary he just clicked into gear, you see, I see it all the time. And for people that play Oztag or Touch, like you understand the guy that plays the ball, his job isn't done yet. And I think in rugby league, we see those guys, they switch off way too often, especially when your hooker goes 
And when your dummy half goes and there's no markers in play, which happens all the time in the modern game, I think you'll start to see more and more trials like this. And it's guys like Nathan Cleary that are proper footballers that will address these opportunities. And all it was was just a dummy half getting out, finding him back on the inside and just muscling his way over. He is such a strong, robust little body. The skill set that goes with him is unbelievable. The vision... It is second to none. Such an entertaining footballer. So good to see him break the Supercoach record. Thoroughly enjoyed this as a way to finish Magic Round. It was fantastic. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 